The queen walked through the kingdom all day and into the night. She hid herself and her baby below bushes in the evening and slept as well as she could. And the next day, not knowing where else to go, she headed for the deepest, darkest part of the king's forest. She walked and walked and walked, stumbling over roots and fallen branches until she finally entered a place so dark and so tangled that she could go no further. She sank to her knees and wept, realizing nothing had come from more tears. She wished, oh, if only there was some way that I could house myself and take care of my child. No sooner had she finished the wish than a woman in white appeared to her, helped her to her feet, and taking her only a few steps, brought her straight to a small house in the woods. There, another woman in white opened the door and said, Dear Queen, come in, come in. You may rest. The queen entered with her baby and the woman in white took him from her, his swaddling, and put him to the breast of the queen where he could suckle. And then she showed the queen to a bed where she could rest and she cleaned the child and put him again to her breast. It was a small, simple house, but good and clean and bright and airy. And the woman in white made the queen very comfortable with her baby. After a few days, the queen was able to look around herself and take some interest began to shift out of her sadness for the baby was so sweet and the woman in white was so loving and kind towards her. Day by day passed and as the queen became more familiar with the house and the woman and the little garden that surrounded it she became happier and happier and her child grew and it seemed that as her child grew so did her hands until she no longer used the silver hands that the king had given her and they were closed away in a box as her child developed she found that she could do more and more things by herself and her hands grew back, at first like little baby hands too, and then a young child's hands. And finally, as her child grew from being a toddler into a young mischievous boy, her hands looked like a woman's hands. And she and her son and the woman dressed in white 
were happy in the little house. Now the king returned from his trip away and he came straight to his mother to ask what had happened to his wife and his baby. His mother was furious with him and asked him, Do you mock me? Do you not know what you caused me to do? Do you not remember what you ordered me to do? Yes, I remember quite clearly, said the king. I told you to look after my wife and my child until I returned. What? said his mother. You, no, you, no, this is what you asked me to do. And she hurled the box that contained the eyes and the tongue of the deer at him. The king opened the box. I, I, I don't understand. What is this? What, what is the, what have you, what did you, what is this? That, she yelled his mother, that is the tongue and those are the eyes of your good wife that you ordered me to kill. The king looked at his mother, horrified, and then sunk to his knees and began to cry. His mother looked at him. Her anger unraveling. Son, she said after some time, your craziness has fallen away. What are you thinking now? The king looked up at her. Mother, I want to see my wife and child. I want to hold them in my arms. I do not know what happened. I do not know why my child was born half dog, but I want to see him. He is my child. Half dog? said his mother. Where on earth did you hear that from? He was not half dog. He was a beautiful boy. He's a beautiful boy. Mother, you said was. Did you kill him? No, said the mother. No, 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 no. Those are not the eyes and the tongue of your wife. Those are the eyes and the tongue of a deer that I had killed. No, no, but your wife and your child are not here. I was afraid. I was afraid at your anger and your madness, and I sent them away. I do not know where they are. The king wept again. My child is whole? Yes, said his mother. Yes, last I saw him, he was beautiful. Then I shall find him, I shall find him and my wife, and I shall bring them back to this castle. And we shall be a family. I shall walk out of here, and I shall walk as long as the sky is blue. I shall walk without eating and without drinking until I find them and bring them back to their rightful place. 
and the king left immediately. He walked and he walked and he walked the length and breadth of his kingdom and he did not eat and he did not drink and it was spirit that kept him alive. But he could not find his wife and his child. His clothes turned to rags. His eyes were bloodshot and red and rhymed with dirt. His hair was matted. His shoes were in tatters. His nails were long. He became less and less of a king every passing day. And people were afraid of him as a madman or a beggar and stayed out of his way. Finally, after seven long years, his search took him into the deep, dark forest where his wife and child had stumbled seven years before. He came finally to the cottage and knocked on the door. A woman dressed in white answered and said, Oh, King, King, welcome. Come in, I shall give you something to eat. The king said, no, 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 no food, no food. Just somewhere to lay my head for a moment. The woman led him to a low table and there he lay down. It was daylight and so the woman placed a light veil over his face and his head to keep any interfering sunlight out of his rest. And then she went into the room where the queen and her son were and she said, Madam, your husband is here. The queen was startled to say the least. She gathered her son to her and together they went out into the room where the king lay sleeping below the veil. The boy said, Mother, I do not have a father. That is not my father. We shall see, said the queen. Now it came at that moment that a breeze blew through the open window and lifted the veil from the king's face and the queen gasped and put her hand to her mouth. Yes, it is your father. It is the king. Go, son, and put the veil back over his face. Let him rest. The little boy wandered over, and he lifted the veil and let it sink down onto his father's face. But the veil tickled the king's nose, and under it he opened his eyes, awake. The queen said, Yes, you do have a father, and now you shall know him. When he wakes, we shall meet him. The king could hear everything that his wife said. And he gently blew onto the veil and lifted it so that it shifted from his face again. Son, go and put the veil over your father's face. Let him rest. 
and we should close the window so no more breezes disturb him. The boy wandered over and lifted his father's veil to put back over his face, and the king opened his eyes and looked into his very likeness. The boy withdrew, holding the veil to his mother's side, and the king slowly sat up. You say this is my son, dear lady, said the king. Yes, husband, this is your son. And the queen stepped forth, closer to the light. The king at once recognized her as his wife. She was older for sure, but just as beautiful as before. And of course, his hands traced from her face, down her shoulders, along her arms, to where her hands might be. And there, he was shocked and saddened to see her hands. Oh, oh lady, I'm sorry, there is some mistake. My wife has no hands. The queen smiled and touched her hands to her face. Yes, your wife had no hands, but they have grown as our son have grown, has grown, she said. The woman in white went into the other room and brought back a little box and gave it to the king. The king was a little wary of opening boxes, but he did, and inside were the very silver hands that he had had fashioned for his wife so many years before. Oh, then it is true, you are my wife, and this is my son. And the boy carefully approached his father and held out his hand. And so little by little, the family, now reunited, began to know each other as for the first time. They stayed in the cottage for a little bit longer and then finally they returned to the castle, triumphant, the three of them together. The king and the queen were married and came to rule over a kingdom happy in their joy. A hundred people attended the wedding and they told a hundred people the story. And that hundred told another hundred. And that hundred told a hundred more. And one of those hundred told me.